Praise the Lord. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. That was good. Good worship. Amen. Sometimes the best things are unplanned. Amen. Most of the times. God has a plan. And his way is perfect. And our plans will mess them up. The, Lord, the Bible says that um, man plays, plans his way. But God. But God directs his path. Amen. Yes. So many times we try to plan our way. And try to make our everything turn out just perfectly. And stuff happens. Something always happens. And we don't see it coming. But God saw it coming. He knew it was happening. Amen. He knows everything. Nothing's hidden from him. Praise God. So the more we're led by his spirit, the less surprises we'll have. <laughs> or the less the surprises will bother us anyway. Praise God. It's good to have everyone in the house of the Lord again tonight. The Lord gave me something while we're during worship, and I was trying to find something to write it down on, so I had to put it on my phone, and I couldn't find anything to write on, so that's where it is. But I'll turn with me, if you will, to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, we're all students of the word, so we're going to start um, in verse 31, everybody there, amen. amen, Jesus says, therefore take no thought, saying what shall we eat or what shall we drink, Where that, wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. Amen? Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen? I believe we're all very, very familiar with this scripture. But sometimes I wonder, and this is why I was wondering, wondering, you know, as I was talking to the Lord, I wonder how often we wonder <laughs> what he meant by that. Amen? We say it to each other. We encourage one another. We'll seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and all these things shall be added unto you. And what are we really hanging on to is that all these things shall be added unto you part. Amen? But what Jesus is saying, what he wants us to hang on to is to seek him and all his righteousness. Seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And um, if you just read on down through the chapter like it was like there was no break between chapter 6 and 7. He goes on to say, judge not, ye be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, ye shall uh, be judged and with what measure you meet, it shall be measured unto you again. And while beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thy own eye, <clears throat> or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in your own eye? You hypocrite, first cast out the beam of your own eye, and then shall 
thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye the pearls before the swine, lest they trample them under your feet and turn again and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and to him that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asked bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asked for a fish, would you give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts your own children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? When Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, he went on to give us all the ways the, the things, some of the things that are going to draw us closer to God, bring us closer into that seeking. He's, he's, he's letting you know that in that seeking, you've got to look inside yourself, amen, and get some stuff out. You've got to work some things out with the Lord. Um, we used to, we taught on this a while, a while back, and kind of the word that kind of stuck with this was introspection, you know, looking inside of yourself and inspecting yourself. Amen? And so that you say, you get before the Lord on the altar, before God, seriously, um, consecrating yourself before the Lord and just saying, Lord, whatever there is, show it to me. I want to see it. Amen? I want to be broken. I want this stuff out of me. I want to be like you. I want to be where you want me to be. Amen? And so he says that when you do that, God is more than pleased to oblige. Amen? It's going to hurt. Amen? And that's the thing we need to understand is that, you know, when, when Mariah and I, when we, uh, when we were hiking the other day, she got a, two of those cactus things in her hand. I don't even know how she got them. She didn't touch a cactus. She touched a rock. I guess maybe an animal had left some cactus. What are those things called? Stickers? <laughs> huh? Needles. needles. Cactus needles on the rock. And when she put her hand down, they stuck in her hand. And she just turned to me and she said, I have cactus in my hand. And I know when I was five, I'd have been crying. <laughs> I'd have been getting somebody's attention. But she just turned to me and said, I have cactus in my hand. And she waited, and I pulled them out, and she was relieved. Amen? But I know that hurts. When you pull that cactus, when you pull that thing, when it goes in, it hurts. When it's there, it hurts. When you touch it, it hurts. When we pull it out, it hurts. Amen? It just hurts. But deliverance sometimes hurts. It's not comfortable. Amen? Amen. But we, that's where we need to be. We need to let the Lord deliver us from one place to another so that we can be where we need to be in the Lord. Amen. Either we'll just sit back. And if we're sitting back and we're not moving forward, then we're backsliding and we're sinning. Amen? We're at a place of sin that we need to repent and come back to the Lord. Amen? And truly get serious with God. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Let me share something with you. As, to, as uh, we were worshiping tonight... And I was meditating on the scripture and meditating on what we were going to be, what, what the Lord would have us to do. He said, you know, that, that there's somebody, some of us have been um, kind of hindered in our walk. Maybe, maybe um, held back or setbacks. We've, su we've suffered some setbacks. Something came along. You know, we, maybe we felt like we were barreling through this life of Jesus and everything was going great. And you were like Sonic the Hedgehog. Bing, 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 bing. And you're just going through there. And all of a sudden something came and just knocked you off your roll. Amen? 
And it's just like, you know, when somebody punches you in the stomach, it just takes all your breath away. Or if you fall off of something, you, you, when you're a kid, you, you land on your back and you can't breathe. It's kind of like that in the spirit. You're just stuck there. And you just don't know what else to do. And you're, you're stuck. And you want to move forward. And you remember those good days. And you remember hitting all those goals, you know, and, and growing in the Lord. But now you're just kind of stuck. Amen. But the Lord said, and he said it to us several times within the past week, and, and we said it again last night, that, that he's accelerating some things. Amen. He's shaking some things up and he's accelerating things. And tonight he said, he said, he, he said I am accelerating you. You're in, if you will just seek me, if you will just surrender and allow me to do it, I will move you forward. Amen. Because when we seek him, he is the power. He's the one that, that fuels our fire. Amen. You can't feel your own fire. You can't stir something up. You've got to let God do it. Amen. He reminded me of this uh, program. Some of you guys might have participated in school in uh, the Accelerated Reader Program. Y'all remember that? If you read so many books, whatever your goal was, you read so many books, you took that and you turned it into your teacher or, or your homeschool teacher or whatever, whoever was responsible for the program, and they gave you a voucher for Pizza Hut. Amen? Yeah. And man, you read those books because you got free pizza. And your mama, I don't know about y'all, but this mama, wanted the kids to read those books because we got free pizza. Amen? Because we would split those personal pan pizzas. We'd make, them, we'd make them go a long way. And, and so it was exciting. They got the little ribbon. You got the little badge. And, man, you were, you, were, you were all that. You got, you know, you went back to school with your ribbon on. Yeah, I'm an accelerated reader, you know? You're a, you know what I'm saying? And so the Lord said... That why, why, why did they do that? Why did they do that? Why did you have that accelerated program? Why, why did you want to participate in it? What drew you back time and time again to go get more books, to, to, to pester your mom or somebody, or maybe your mom pestered you, to, to go to the library and get more books so that you could get your coupon to get that free pizza? What was the whole plan? What was it behind that? I'm not going to the guy dark, you know. See the agenda. I'm just <laughs> just on the surface. What they wanted you to do was be a, a good reader. They wanted you to be excited about learning. They wanted you to dig deeper. Amen? And that's what the Lord says. I want you to dig deeper. I want you to be excited about serving me. I want you to know more and more and more. But you've got to allow me to accelerate you. You've got to get excited and allow me to excite you. Does that make sense? I know. The, how, how people and how we as humans, we can quench the Spirit. The Holy Ghost comes to excite us. He comes to stir us up. But I've seen, witnessed, I, I, people, I won't call any people's names, they're not here, but I've seen people come into the presence of God where the presence of God was so powerful that when you opened the door to the building, you almost fell out of the door. I mean, it was all I could do, you know, walking in the door to stay on my own to feed the presence of God was so strong in this place that we went. And it was just Sunday school. And the person next to me had an attitude. She had made her mind up. God wasn't going to move her. If he blew the building up, she wasn't going to be moved. People were shouting. People were praising the Lord. People were getting delivered and healed and all kinds of stuff all around us. And she sat on that pew like a lump on a log. She refused. So I know that we can quench the Spirit if we want to. Amen? And the Holy Ghost comes and He pours upon us and you feel His presence. Don't just go, oh, no, mm -mm, I, might, I don't want to be 
You know, I don't want anybody looking at me. I don't want anybody to think I might have, might have backslid or I might have done something wrong. Or, you know, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be able to shout and all my hair go crazy. I want eyeliner run down my face. AJ and I have anything to worry about in one of those cases. <laughs> you know, I don't want anybody thinking anything about me. Whatever it is that, that holds us back, we need to shun that. You know, shut that off. Amen? Amen. And come before the Lord pure and holy and say, Lord, have your way. David said, I will become even more undignified. Amen? If we love the Lord, we're not going to be caring about what other people are thinking or saying. Or, or it says right there, judge not that you be, not, be judged likewise. Amen? But he says, the Lord says, he's encouraging you to stay encouraged, stay engaged, and to dig deeper. Amen? Amen. Stay engaged. I think about a train. When those trains, they, they hook together, you know, and they're, that's an engage. They engage. Amen? And, it's, and once it's engaged, it holds on, and as long as the pressure is holding right and everything's good, it can rot back and forth. It can go this way and that, and it's still engaged. Amen? No matter what comes its way, that train will stay engaged unless something comes and knocks it off its track. Amen. Amen. And so the Lord's wanting us to do this because he's wanting to accelerate us. He's accelerating things here in the last days. And he wants us to grow in him. He wants us to be ready. He wants to use you. Amen. You think you want to be used. He wants to use you more than you want to be used of him. Amen. He wants to move you forward and advance you in his kingdom more than you want that. But you've got to want it. Amen? You've got to desire it. It's got to be the thing. See, he says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, or all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. What is that? Seeking his will, seeking his face? What does he mean? Turn with me to Philippians 4.19. Now just turn to Philippians 4. Thank you, Jesus. Philippians chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 4, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Rejoice. Amen? God is coming. Jesus is coming. The Lord is at hand. Amen? I want you to look at your hand. I want you to stretch it as far from you as you can possibly get it. How close? That's pretty close, isn't it? The Lord is at hand. The Lord is is at hand. Think about what that means. He's close. Amen? The Lord is at hand. He's coming very soon. Rejoice in the Lord always. For the Lord is at hand. Be careful, verse 6, for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and, all, and his righteousness. Amen? And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If we will seek him 
He will do these things. Amen? If we will seek his kingdom, if we will get in his presence, we will diligently pursue righteousness. Amen? He said that we would even, even the scripture says that, that if you, you shall be filled. Amen? You seek in righteousness, you shall be filled. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things. These are, this is, this is like, again, the word just being poured out so plainly to make it simple what it means to seek the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. Amen? And his righteousness. When we do these things, we're seeking God. We're setting our minds on things above. We're setting our hearts on things above. We're not, we're not being led about by our, our um, unredeemed mind, will, emotions. Amen? We're not being led about by our unredeemed spirit. We're being led about by his spirit when we allow him to do these things. When we seek his face in the spirit. Amen? He goes on. I just can't not read it. We have to read it all. Verse 9. Those things which you have both learned and received and have heard and seen in me, do those things. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last you, your care hath flourished again. Let's go ahead and skip down to verse 19 because that's where we want to go. But my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Another verse that we're very familiar with. But how's that but come in there? How do we get that, that part? How do we get all of our supply, all of our needs supplied through his riches in glory? Through his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. How do we get there? By seeking first the kingdom of God. Amen? By seeking first the kingdom of God. I don't know how many times I've heard people say, well, just put God first. Or people stand up and testify or, or talk to you. I put God first in everything I do. But when you watch their lives, God's not first. It's like they've invited God or Jesus to come along and do life with them. Jesus, will you come and be my buddy? Will you do life with me? Will you follow me through my life? Will you go with me wherever I go? And who's God in that situation? You are. The one who invites Jesus to come and follow him. The one who, who, who hasn't really made Jesus the Lord. And hasn't really truly submitted their whole life to Jesus. And said, Lord, I want you to, you, you lead. Amen? You lead. You show me which way to go. Praise God. Psalm 84. Psalm 84. He says, How lovely or how amiable are thy tabernacles, O Lord of hosts. 
The, my soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of my Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out to you, the living God. My heart, my flesh, and my heart cry out. He's saying that he's in a place where his mind, his will, and emotions are literally crying out for the living God. Amen? Everything that's within him, and even his spirit, man, is lined up and crying out to the living God. Seeking first the kingdom of God. It's not really... I think that as, as little kids, lots of times we get this idea of heaven, and you might see cartoons and coloring books and stuff, and you get this like hokey idea of what heaven is. Amen? And you don't really long for that. But as we grow and we become born-again Christians, and as we grow in the Lord, heaven becomes something totally different. Amen? It's not about golden streets of gold. It's not about being able to fly around, do what you want to do like your grandma told you. That you can just fly around and eat chocolate all day. It's not like that. Amen? It's about, it's about loving the Lord with everything that's within us. That I can't wait to see him. I can't wait to be in his presence uninhibited. No outside influences. Nothing. No flesh. No pain. No sorrow. No noise. No racket. No airplanes. Nothing. Just Jesus. Just to be in his presence. Amen. And, and for the saints of God to be there to truly, truly be in one mind and one accord. That we're all there to worship the Lord, our God, and our Savior for all of eternity. And to serve him and to be with him forever. Wow. Nothing. Nothing to, to stop us. Nothing to slow us down. Nothing to, to, you don't have to fall asleep and wake up. You don't have to wonder if you're going to wake up in the morning. <laughs> You know, we're just with Jesus. Amen? And that's what heaven is about to me. It's not about a mansion. It's not just build my mansion over on the hillside. It's about Jesus. It's about being in the presence of the Most High God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord said to tell you also, I'm not just going to read the whole thing in one fell swoop so it comes across. That some of you have suffered setbacks and something has quenched your fire. But God says that's over. He, he has declared. He wants you to know it's over. If you will receive the word from God tonight, it's over. Amen? That setback, that hindrance, whatever it is, it's over. And now you've been enlisted and signed up, if you will, into the accelerated program. Um, amen? Into the, and God's accelerated program. And he says... It's time to let him wash you. Let him heal your wounds. Amen? Let God wash you and heal those wounds. It's time to seek him, knowing this, that when you seek him, you will find him. Knowing that he is and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Turn with me to Hebrews eleven six. Those who will diligently seek him. Glory to God. Glory to God. When you receive it tonight, just let the Lord do this work in you. Stop resisting the Lord. Sometimes you just can't find your book because your brain is not there. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Everybody there? This is that faith chapter. This is that chapter where he talks about how faith is necessary. And you can't have anything without faith. Amen. Amen. You've got to have faith. You've got to know. And, 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 and that's what it, knowing. Not thinking, not reasoning, not wondering, not hoping, but knowing who God is. Amen. Verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Read again. But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must Believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Without faith, it's impossible. Amen? We cannot please God if our faith and our trust is not in him. Jesus was telling the disciples and he's telling us if we'll put our all of our hope and trust and faith and confidence in him, then he will do these things in us. Amen? That all these other things... You know, when the more that you read that scripture, the more you realize that all these things don't even matter. Amen? He says, you know, God already knows that you need clothes. God knows that you need food. He's not going to withhold that from you. Oh, no, I'm not going to feed you for six months. God doesn't do that. Amen? He provides for his children. It may not be what you want, but he knows what you need. Amen? What if I, what if I got what I want all the time? Would I just be eating donuts and coffee? I'd be sick. Amen? The Lord knows what I have need of, and he provides. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe. You can just stop right there and... Chew on that word believe for a second. We must believe. What must we believe, Lord? What must we believe? We must believe that God is. Amen? That he exists. Amen. That he's the reason you are here right now. He's the reason you were able to get in the church doors this, this evening. He's the reason that there's still breath in your lungs. He's the reason that you were born. He's the reason that you were brought into this world. He has a plan and a purpose for you. You have to believe that. Not like you believe that... I don't want to make up any fairy tales. Oh, well, I believe so-and-so is going to win the race tomorrow. Yeah, that's, that's not the kind of belief we're talking about. Amen? We're talking about the kind of belief that you can you hang your future on. For real. I know. Out... Um, up in the northern region, there's a horse racetrack, and people put all their, pretty much their, they put their whole life on the line over a horse. And they put some kind of faith and confidence in this animal or statistics. Amen? God's not a statistic. God is not an animal. Amen? He is our creator. 
He is our all in all, our everything. He's our provider. He's everything that we have need of. All these scriptures that we've read, I believe almost every one of them, said something about peace in there. He is the Prince of Peace. He's everything that we have need of. If we will believe that he is, remember that was one of the, that, that's what he said to Moses. I am that I am. Amen? If we can understand that, just really meditate on that for the whole day or so. Think about what that means, that he is. He is that he is. Who are we to question God? All throughout the book of Job, who are we to question Job? God, the creator, the one that made, all, made these great big huge beasts in the ocean and puts the stars in the skies and did all these things. Who are we to question him? Who are we to question his ways? Amen. He is. He is. And not only that, he is and he did all these great and wondrous and terrible, amazing things. We need to understand that he will reward you when you diligently seek him. Amen? It's kind of funny because earlier this evening we were talking about rewarding. Rewarding children for, for different behavior. And, and I, I said, I, I don't really remember being, I know my mom might like, give me a hug when I came home and I made a C or D in math instead of an F or an F minus. I passed, you know, so I got a hug and that's a reward. Amen? But we didn't get those kind of rewards where those are, well, if you will bring up your grades and, and math, then we'll take you to the entertainment, the, you know, capital of state or whatever. It was never anything like that. And I think now, looking back on it, that was a good thing. Because God doesn't want to reward us with worldly things. I don't believe that. Amen? But things that we have need of, he, will, he, he provides them. But the greatest reward to me is to see souls saved. The greatest reward is our health, our prosperity in him as we grow in him. Amen? As our soul prospers. Those are the greater rewards. Things that are eternal, not the things that are going to burn up, break down, get messed up. When Larry and I first became Christians, I think it was right just before we became Christians, we, um, I purposed that we were going to have a new car. And... Um, we went out, we bought a brand new car, and no sooner than we brought it home, my sister-in-law came out, and she was inspecting it, and she was walking around that car looking out. I, she didn't have a magnifying glass, but she might as well have. She was just looking at that thing, and she, look at that, there was a scratch right there, they touched it up. <laughs> she just devaluated, you know, this prized possession of mine in 30 seconds. You know, we, you know what we drive, what, 50, 10 miles across the bridge and back to the house, and no, your car's a piece of junk. <laughs> and um, and, and uh, it kind of crushed me. And then we, we, um, we would drive it somewhere and somebody would get in and get dirt in it. <sighs> Man, messed up my car. <laughs> then you go to the, the grocery store and somebody gets out. <clears throat> now you have another, another scratch on there. <sighs> you know? And all those things were just eating away at me. Like every day, every, every little thing that happened to my car is just, oh, it's just eating me up. And, um, and, I, and that thing with my sister-in-law ate at me for so long. It just, I, I, I didn't understand why is this bothering me so much. And then I became a Christian, it became humorous. Amen? And I've, I don't think we've ever bought a brand new car since. I was like, D don't buy a new car. It's the worst decision ever. It's not, not a good financial decision. It's not a good emotional decision. There's nothing good about a brand new car. It's going to get scratched. It's going to get dirty. You might as well get one with 50, 60,000 miles on it already. Or more. I think our last one had a hundred and 
80,000 miles on it when we bought it. <laughs> Praise God. But, you know, the Lord is good. And those things are temporal, and they just burn up. They're just, they're just going to get messed up. Like Jesus said, moth and dust will corrupt them. Amen? And rust. But we just... Well, this word from the Lord tonight, this word we received last night, the words that God's been speaking to us, those things are precious. Amen? This is life. This is life more abundantly. This is great. It's exciting to think about what God's going to say to us next, where God's going to lead you next, who's God is going to put in front of you next, who are you going to get to witness to, who are you going to share Jesus with, who are you going to lay hands on and then recover. Amen? Who are you going to lead to Jesus? Who are you going to take down to the beach, to the beach, to the lake, to the <laughs> lake beach, and baptize? Amen. You know, Paul. Paul. Paul was an apostle. He was a, a church planter, and he said, "I'm glad that I didn't baptize any of you, except for these two, three guys." Amen. Kind of said it under his breath. You know who baptized people? They baptize each other. Amen. Publicly, and they didn't waste time on it. They didn't wait. The things of man have gotten into certain situations, lots and lots of certain situations in the church. But the more we seek him, the more those things will fall away. And the more they'll be revealed to you. And the more you have understanding. Amen? It's important that we don't get these things in front of our relationship with God. I have a, I got a, a friend of mine that I was talking to the other day, and he's... um started really 